Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of There Is More To It. I am Easton. A quick disclaimer before we get going, and this disclaimer will be with every episode that we do. These episodes are not intended for anything other than educational purposes. I suggest that you talk with a physician if you are thinking of implementing any of the changes discussed in any of these episodes. Now, with that out of the way, we can begin episode six. Uh, Topics including in today's episode will be what are the current recommendations by the American Diabetes Association or ADA uh, with patients that have type 2 diabetes. We will also hit on a few different uh, subjects as well, uh, possibly on how high carbohydrate meals and or diets affect insulin secretion. So to get into what the ADA currently recommends, uh, the ADA currently recommends that carbohydrates um, are eaten in a consistent amount, um, whether that be in your meals or your snacks to help regulate a uh, continual blood glucose level uh, that does not spike too high or uh, go too low. Uh, There are a lot of different factors and it should be individualized per patient and uh, with conjunction of either a uh, physician or a registered dietitian, nutritionist to help uh, you get um, the appropriate amount for you. Uh, However, a complex carbohydrates, um, you know, those that are whole grains, uh, vegetables, uh, things that are not well refined uh, are definitely preferred, especially over sugary drinks uh, by the ADA. When it comes to protein, uh, the ADA recommends a moderate amount of uh, lean protein. Uh, that uh, Examples of that um, are poultry, fish, tofu, beans, and uh, low-fat dairy products as well. Now, when it comes to fat, uh, the ADA uh, recommends limiting the intake of saturated and trans fats. We've discussed Uh, Slightly some uh, differences with uh, opinion uh, as to saturated fats, especially depending on the source, um, whether or not it is actually uh, potentially adverse to the health or not. But these are the current recommendations from the ADA. Uh, Healthy fats that they do recommend that are unsaturated are nuts, uh, avocados, and fish. Uh, Fiber. High fiber diets have been shown to lower the risk of heart disease and actually help with blood glucose control. Uh, So they do recommend um, high uh, fiber diets, especially those that are natural in fiber. So whole grains, fruits, vegetables, those sort of things. Uh, Sodium is also important to uh, maintain a balance of and not going into an excessive amount. Uh, Why that is important is because sodium has an effect on blood pressure, and blood pressure is a risk factor for type 2 diabetes, and type 2 diabetes is also a risk factor for increasing blood pressure, and one of the best modifiable risk factors for decreasing risk of heart attack and stroke is by controlling blood pressure, and sodium in the diet can help with that. Uh, So especially avoiding a lot of the high-sodium added foods, Uh, These come in a lot of the preserved foods and or uh, foods that you find that are canned. Uh, So those are the current recommendations from the ADA. Overall, not too different from what we have discussed earlier. There are multiple different diets that studies have shown, as we've discussed previously, that can be effective uh, for patients with type 2 diabetes, especially uh, 
to uh, lead to weight loss. You know, weight loss is something that we will dive into uh, here in the upcoming episodes, but it is important and it is something that is recommended for patients that are diagnosed with either prediabetes or type 2 diabetes to experience a certain amount of weight loss. And that weight loss can help uh, with glycemic control, can help lower the need of certain medications, especially glucose-lowering medications like insulin, uh, especially if we uh, have that weight loss and that weight loss is sustained over time, for sure. So... <clears throat> One of the things is we discussed in a prior episode about the FDA's recommendations uh, for uh, our diets uh, is a lot of the recommendations are fairly high in carbohydrates. Uh, It's important to know uh, that when we eat more carbohydrates, that is the single greatest thing that increases the amount of insulin that needs to be released, uh, especially uh, foods that have a high glycemic index. Now, that means uh, that the food is just easily broken down and and causes a a fairly rapid rise in someone's blood sugar or blood glucose levels. And it's also important to know and to point out that uh, different people eating these same foods, same time of day, uh, it can affect how much their glucose spikes. Uh, they can. We all process food slightly differently, even simple and or complex carbohydrates. So uh, it's important to know that these high carbohydrate diets, that especially in the Western civilization, uh, America, uh, that we partake of, that these diets stimulate insulin release. Now, when we have either prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, different stages of insulin resistance, uh, that insulin resistance might be worsened by increasing the amount of insulin that we're causing to be secreted by our diet. So uh, there are different studies about uh, having very low-carb diets. Obviously, the other macronutrients that you then increase are fat and protein. And these studies show uh, that you can have beneficial uh, glucose control. Uh, But there have also been studies that show that just very low-calorie diet, even with complex carbohydrates, that can also lead to better glucose control. So uh, carbohydrates are not all created equal, same with fat and same with protein. And so selecting uh, the right carbohydrates, uh, and that usually happens by limiting our processed and refined carbohydrates, can definitely be helpful. So examples of complex carbohydrates, as we have uh, brought up in different uh, settings before, are like whole grains, vegetables, legumes. Uh, These uh, carbohydrates are not uh, highly refined. So sometimes you can find even whole grain foods that are refined and they do remove the natural proteins and natural nutrients uh, within the grain. But uh, whole grain can definitely help lead to a lessened spike of uh, glucose. So choosing whole wheat or whole grain options over uh, white um, options for uh, our breads especially can be uh, very beneficial for a person, especially if they are fighting spikes and elevations within their glucose. Uh, it can also help uh, decrease sensitivity uh, and improve glucose control, eating um, uh, complex carbohydrates and choosing those over our simple carbohydrates. Uh, other things and other diet recommendations uh, that are 
not always recommended by the ADA, but at least talked about and have been studied. And certain uh, groups may uh, recommend them or talk about them. Uh, but intermittent fasting, uh, you may hear this sort of thing, and there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Uh, but intermittent fasting uh, and or very low calorie diets um, do have an effect on something called our basal metabolic rate. So our basal metabolic rate is essentially the amount of calories that your body just takes to run itself. So every day, if you were to just wake up, lay in bed all day and go and go and spend as little energy as possible, uh, that will essentially kind of equate to your base, basal metabolic rate. It's the cost of just running your body for the day. Now, uh, certain things can increase our basal metabolic rate, such as activity, um, protein uh, intake, uh, muscle, um, comp so our body composition plays a, a role in that. Uh, but one of the benefits to doing an intermittent fasting uh, diet uh, has been shown in the literature that it has potentially less of an effect on your basal metabolic rate versus very low calorie diets. So in very low calorie diets, uh, these could be somewhere between 800 or fewer calories a day. And again, all these should be uh, done under supervision of a uh, physician. Uh, but those have been shown that they could not only lead to rapid weight loss initially, but cause your basal metabolic rate to slow. So if you were running at a certain level for a while after having this very low calorie diet, well, your body will recognize that and say, hey, we need to conserve our energy. And so it will drop your basal metabolic rate. And so therefore, uh, you will have a more difficult time uh, decreasing weight. Where that has not been found as much with intermittent fasting. However, there have been other studies uh, that have shown that there could be a potential decrease uh, with intermittent fasting. Uh, so essentially, there could be multiple ways to go about it, especially if you're looking for weight loss with dietary changes. Uh, but the quality of your food uh, matters quite a bit, as does the quantity. And it's important to, to look at what is probably best for you. Uh, certain high protein diets could cause heart and or kidney damage. Uh, so as you uh, think about or if you look into any diet uh, modifications, especially if you do have type 2 diabetes, uh, depending on how long standing uh, you've had type 2 diabetes, you might also just already have some heart disease or kidney disease. And so making these changes could affect that. So I would recommend as always with everything uh, before making any changes to discuss with a physician. Uh, but like uh, we have said before, there's more to it. Uh, you will see multiple studies say different things about all these things, but it is important uh, to uh, do our best and try to make sure that we choose quality, good food over uh, just easy access calories if we have a choice. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.